Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. God's calling you out. I said he's calling you out. He's calling you out of your comfort zone. He's calling you out of your grave. It's time you stop hanging out with all the dead stuff. Move into life. Stop hanging out with all the passivity and the, and the anxiousness and the worry and what will and coulda, shoulda, wouldas. Oh, no, you all, y'all aren't hearing me this morning. I, I'll just move on. So anyway, when, I, when you go on a trip, you, you pack a bag, right? You pack your luggage. Anybody, you know, you just, it, you just go on a trip, you pack your luggage. We, Leanne and Andy aren't here today, so I can tell this story. Have you ever been on a trip and had, had difficulties on a trip? Anybody tell you, you got all packed up, got all your belongings packed up, got everything in the bag, got everything ready, ready to go, and you get to the airport, and somebody at the airport tells you, you, you you're not getting on the plane. Have you ever had that happen? Ever had issues trying to, try to get where you're going? Nobody? <laughs> we went, uh, we had our missions trip this, uh, we took Leanne and Andy, we went to Italy, and uh, we're, we're in Canada, we had flown from Cleveland, we were now in Canada, we, they, they led us through and everything was good, and at the, we're getting ready to get on the plane, we'd been sitting at the airport all day, ready to get on the plane to go to, go to uh, Amsterdam, and we're, we're getting ready to load. We're up at the ticket counter. They finally opened up the ticket counter after sitting there all day so you could actually check in and get everything ready. And we walk up to the ticket counter. They're checking all of our stuff. Everything's good. And then I hand, they pick up Andy and all of his stuff. And the lady looks at me. She says, I'm sorry, sir, I can't let him on the plane. I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's getting on this plane. And I can't let him on the plane. His name doesn't match his ticket. The name and his passport doesn't match the ticket, and it has to be exact. So, it, by the way, if you want to fly out of the country, you got to make sure that your passport and your and your tickets match. Otherwise, they won't let you on the plane. And and they said, well, we're not going to let you on the plane. We can't because it doesn't match. It's blah, blah, I said, now, you, you have to understand... I, I just flew here from Cleveland. When we flew out of the U.S., they did the same exact thing you're doing and didn't say a word about it. Now we're standing here in, in Toronto, and you're telling me that we can't go any further, even though we're already into the first leg of our trip, and, and we're just going to Amsterdam. Well, let me go talk to my man. So they go talk to the man, and I just turned and I looked at Leanne and Annie and said, y'all got to pray. We're getting on that flight. <laughs> we are not sending Andy back to the, to the States. We're going to Italy, and we're going to do ministry, and so anyway, we, they let, obviously, they let us through, and, and the lady said, well, once you get to, when you get to Amsterdam, Amsterdam's really tough, so they may not let you go on into Italy, they may stop you there, um, and, and nobody, of course, said a word in Amsterdam, everything was fine, 
But sometimes, how many of you know, when, we, when God begins to call us out into a new place, when he's coming along, calling us out of our tomb, he's calling us into a, a new place, sometimes there's, there's difficulties. We have a little bit of resistance that rises up in our heart. We're like, God, I, I'm comfortable where, I, where I'm at. I really, do we really have to pack our bags and move? Do we really have to pack up and go on to the next place? I mean, can we just, we're here at the Mount Transfiguration. Things are great. Let's just set up tents here and camp out. It's all good. And we start digging around in our luggage, and all of a sudden, instead of, instead of move, moving forward in what God has for us, we, we run into some limitations. We have our limitations that get in our way. We start carrying along some baggage with us. We have identity issues that come up. God, what, what about this? You know, you know that, that thing about me that, you know... The history. We don't. What about that? Or, or our status issues. Genesis chapter twelve. God's calling you out today, and He wants to deal with the limitations that are holding you back. He's gonna erase the status, the history that's keeping you from moving forward. He's gonna deal with your identity issues today. You got an identity crisis. God's gonna deal with that today. I don't know if anybody hears me today, or if y'all are just you just moved into a place of uh oh. God's calling me out. Genesis chapter 12, we find Abraham. Are you all out there today or are you falling asleep? Genesis chapter 12. And the Lord said to Abram, he says, get out of your country. Get out from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you, and in all of your family, in all in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And then Abram took Sarai, his wife, Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions, and all that they had gathered, the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. Sounds like they were bringing everybody with them. Isn't that just like us? God says, get out. I want you to get out of your country. I want you to get out of your family. I want you to get out of your father's house. Okay, God, we'll leave. We'll change locations, but all the baggage I've picked up through the years is going to go with me. Okay, God, we're going to step into your promise. We're going to do what you called us to do. But, but, but along the way, I, I want to take, take all the issues with me. I want to take all the past hurts with me. I want to take all the limitations with me. Y'all aren't hearing me. I want to. I want to carry. I want to carry all my mess with me. I know you're calling me into a new place. You're calling me into a place of blessing. You've called me into a place of blessing. But I'm going to bring all of my issues with me. God says, I wanted you to leave those behind. And a little by little, He begins to deal with those things, and they begin to creep up and cause issues in Abraham's life. But, but God's calling us out. He says to Abraham, I want you to get out. Tell, tell your neighbor, say, get out. <laughs> Don't leave. But tell him, say, get out. Get out. It's time to get out of, of where, you've, where you're camped out. It's time to step into the new. So he departs. He heads to the land of Canaan. And they came to the land. And Abraham passed through, verse 6, Abraham passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the terebinth tree of Morah. And the Canaanites were in the land. 
And the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, to your descendants, I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed going on still, still, still toward the south. So here we find Abram walking in the land of promise. He's in Canaan. He's walking through the promised land that would be given to his descendants. But I want to zero in. God tells Abraham to get out of three places. He says, I want you to get out of your country. I want you to get out of your family. And I want you to get out of your father's house. And when he says, I want you to get out of your country, I want you to get out of the territory, get out of your limitations. Abram, it's time to leave the place, the territory where you have been limited, the place of your comfort, the place of your security, the place of, uh, of the controlling thoughts and hindrances of your region. I want you to get out of those things. How many of you know when, when you are living in a place long enough, you wake up and you, you go through your routine, you drive down the same road, you go down the same interstate, you see the same tree, you see the same places every day, and you begin to pick up the same routines, the same habits, and the, and the uh, thoughts and the beliefs and the patterns of the people that you live around. And so God's saying to Abram, it's time to get out of all of that. It's time to leave behind the controlling patterns and behaviors of the region in which you live. I'm calling you up higher. Abraham, I'm calling you into a place of promise. I'm calling you to step in to be, a, to be blessed and to be a blessing. God wants to bless you to be a blessing. And in order to step into your place of blessing... In order to step into your place of blessing, in order to step into your place of blessing, nobody wants to be blessed this morning. In order to step into your place of blessing, you've got to leave behind the limitations and the controlling thoughts and the patterns of the people that you live around. Haven't they done told you what you couldn't do enough? Haven't they told you what you couldn't be enough? Hasn't this, hasn't this region, hasn't this area had enough depression and drug addiction and issues enough? Isn't it time for somebody who will step up and say, God, I will be blessed by my heavenly blesser. I'll be blessed by God so that I can be a blessing in this region. I want to be a blessing to the people. I don't want to operate according to the same pattern. I don't want to put on the same poverty mentality. I don't want to put on the same brokenness and hurt. I'm going to operate a Above those things. Hallelujah. You got to get out. Get out of your comfort. Get out of your security. Get out of your place of safety. There is no plan B with God. You don't know where you're going. Just go. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able. Now to him who is able. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything that we can ask or think or imagine. If you want to walk in the blessing of the Lord, you've got to get out. If you want to walk in the newness, the new things that God has for you, you've got to get out. 
get out of the bondage, get out of the limitations. Secondly, he says, I want you to leave your country. I want you to leave your family. I want you to leave your identity, how everybody knows you. Oh, he's the one that did. She's the one. Carrying around the old identity, carrying around the old tapes, carrying around the old lies. It's time to leave behind the old patterns, the old things, the old history. Leave your, leave your father's house. Leave the, leave the childhood identity. Leave your family. Leave your authority limitations. Jesus could do no great miracles in Nazareth. Why? Because there was a lack of faith. It was his hometown. And then it's the same way. We get trapped in. We get boxed in. I'm not talking about you packing your bags and going to another city or moving across the country. I'm talking about you getting out of the bondages and the hindrances that hold you back from walking in the promises and the blessings of the Lord for your life. Oh, yeah, we want to be blessed. Yeah, we want to walk in the blessing of the Lord. We want to be a blessing to others. But it requires of you to get out. You have to leave the the brokenness. You have to leave the hurt. You have to leave the lies. Leave the identity of yesterday. You have a new identity. You've been given a new identity in Christ. 1 Peter 2.9 says that you are a chosen people. You've been called of God. You've been given an identity of a, of a priesthood, of a holy nation. He's calling you into the royal priesthood. He's calling you to be a holy nation that you what? May declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. To step into a place of blessing to be a blessing. He says, get out of your country. Get out of your limitations. Get out of your family. Get out of the old identity. The identity that says you can't. The identity that says you won't. The identity that says I'm broken. The identity that says I'm hurt, that I'm no good. Does anybody hear me this morning? The identity, the thing that you've picked up and taken on, that lie that you've been carrying around. It's time to send that thing out. Go get out Get out of that. Get out of the old identity and walk in the identity that Christ has placed upon you. It's the identity. Get out of your family. And then he says, get out of your father's house. Get out of your father's house. Get out of the, the, the status. See, the, the family is who you're with. This is like saying... Zach, who's of the house of Prosser. Everybody knows you by your status, by the type of house you have, by the kind of car you drive, by the the resources that you have, by the education that you have, by the background that you have, by the history that you have in the city, who you know and who you're affiliated with, your socioeconomic status. Get out of your father's house. Get out of the hindrances of of your education that hold you back, your resources that hold you back. You see, when God calls us to do the impossible, when he tells us you're going to be a blessing in your 
seed, the nations of the earth, the families of the earth are going to be blessed. We hear that and we think, God, you're great. That's not possible. I don't have the education. I don't have the resources. I don't have the finances. I don't have the whatever. Fill in the gap. God, I can't because... Isn't that our normal response, God? That was, you know, Sarah's response. She laughed when, when she heard she was going to have a baby. You don't know him like I know him. That, that ain't going to happen. And we start giving all the reasons why it can't happen. And God says, I'm telling you to get out of those things. Stop operating according to your old patterns, your old limitations, the status the socioeconomic status, the, the background, the edge. I'm not basing my decision to use you by what degree is following your name. I'm not, I'm not basing my decision to use you based on how much money is in your bank account. I'm not basing my decision. God's looking at your heart. God's looking for someone who will operate by faith. God's looking for someone who will say, it doesn't matter what I have or what I don't have, but such as I have, I'll give it to you. I've got faith on the inside of my heart. God's placed some faith on the inside of me to just be a little crazy to step out and go. To just be, be a little crazy to go and get out of my country. To go and get out of my family. To go and get out of my father's house and do something that's out of the norm. Out of the unusual. Get out. I wonder how many today have promises that are sitting. How many promises are sitting in this room today stagnant because you're not willing to get out? I wonder how many promises are sitting around in this room today waiting, just waiting for somebody who will get out and obtain the blessing of the Lord. Promises for your family, promises for a region, promises for your church, promises for your work, promises for your career, promises for your health. But we, we've got to get out of the limitations and walk in faith, receive by faith what God's called us to. Are you willing to get out today? Are you willing to get out of those limitations? Nobody? <laughs> Is anybody in this house ready to get the blessing of the Lord to be a blessing? You may not know where you're going. You may not know where you're going. God said, just get out. Well, where am I going? You may not know where you're going. How am I going to get there? You're going to follow my direction. Well, what does that mean? You may not know where you're going or how you're going to get there. You just got to get out. You just got to begin to put one foot in front of the other foot. You just got to begin to take the step. Pack your bags and go. God, I don't know where I'm going, what it looks like, or what the journey is going to look like, or what scenery is going to be along the way. But I'm going to put one foot in front of the another. I'm going to worship. I'm going to wake up today, and I'm going to worship. I'm going to wake up today, and I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray a lot in tongues, and I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to worship. I'm going to read the word. I'm going to give my offer. Just baby steps. If you want to get into the promised land, it starts with one baby step. One, what is the Neil Armstrong? One small step for mankind, whatever, one man, one giant leap for mankind. You just got to take a baby step and step into your promise. Well, God's called me to mission. Great, then you need to engage. 
If he's called you, being called into ministry doesn't look like sitting on the back pew playing on your phone all service. Well, God's called me to be healed. Then stop eating the potato chips. God's called me to walk in financial blessing. Well, hallelujah. Stop charging up the credit cards. Step by step. Get out of the old ways of doing things. Get out of the old lifestyle and walk in the new. And then he says, I want you to get out. Why, why are you getting out? Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to get out. You need to get out so you can be blessed. Tell him, say, you need to get out so you can be blessed. Come on, I'm telling you, just, you got to humor me. Just act like, you, act like you sort of enjoy this. And tell somebody, you need to get out so you can be blessed. He said, you, you got to get out so what? I can give you something. You've got to release something so you can get something. You've got to give something so you can get something. God's not telling you just to get out so you, he can make you feel bad. He's not some ugly God sitting with a big stick ready to beat you and say, you need to get rid of this. He's trying to get you to release something so that he can give you something. You cannot walk in blessing if you're not willing to get rid of what you've got. If you don't sow your seed, your seed doesn't get multiplied. If you hang on to all of your seeds, they stay seeds. You plant those seeds, and what happens to them? You get a harvest. He said, I want you to get out so I can bless you. Three things that he wanted to give him. He said, I want to give you a land. He said, I'm going to give you a new land. He says, I'm going to make you a great nation, and I'm going to make your name great. Three blessings that he promises. I'm going to give you a new land. He's bringing him into the place called Canaan. It's a, Everybody say new. God wants to do, bring you into a new place. Some of you this year have stepped into a new place. You've stepped into a new place of authority. You've stepped into a new place of blessing. You've stepped into a new place with your walk with God. But that's not the end of the journey, Fred. He wants to do a new thing in your life. You can't walk into Canaan operating according to the principles of Ur. That's where Abram was from. You can't operate in in Canaan like you operated in Ur. He left the land of Ur, and now he's in a place of promise. He's dealing with the Canaanites. The place of Canaan, Canaan means to be a, a place of synchronicity. It's a place of coming together. It's a place of order, a place of submission. It's leaving one old life and coming into a new place. It would look like, if, if, you, if you read the definition and understand the word Canaan, it, it almost seems like you're giving something up. It, in the natural, we would think we're giving, giving up, and it's a negative thing, but really, Really, when you give up something, God's bringing you into a place to get something. He's bringing you into a place of order. What did, what did the scripture say about the land of Canaan? It was a land flowing with milk and honey. There was a place of blessing that God was trying to get his people to. 
God's trying to get you into a place. If you'll leave the limitations of your old land, he'll bring you into a new land. If you'll get out of the boundaries and the limitations of the old place, he'll bring you into a new place that is limitless. You just got to yield to his direction. You just got to yield. You just got to say, yes, Lord. You said, get out. I'm getting out. I'm leaving the old limitation. Here we go. I'm going to walk into a new place. In verse 6 and 7 of Genesis 12, it says, Abram passed through the land to a place of Shechem, as far as the Terebith tree of Morah. And the Canaanites were in the land. And the Lord appeared to Abram there and said, your descendants, to your descendants, to your descendants, how many of you want to walk in a blessing that's, that is transferred from generation to generation? Sign me up for that. I want, I want the blessing of the Lord that is on me to go into my kids and into my grandkids and my great-grandkids. I want the blessing of the Lord to pass. See, what you're, when, when you start operating, when you stop, when you stop complaining and start operating... When you start operating in the get out and begin to walk in what God's called you to, you step into a generational blessing. You begin to step in out of the old, the limits, and you step into a blessing that's not just for you, but you're stepping into a generation, new generational cycle. Uh, y'all just missed an opportunity to shout. Your, your gen- yeah, your genes tell you that you should have been alcoholic. Your genes tell, tell you that your, your kids should be alcoholics. Your genes tell you that they should be in bondage and in poverty and broke, busted, disgusted kids. But when you step out of the old limitations and you step into the new land that God's called you to, you've got a generational cycle, a generational blessing that comes upon you. You step into the lineage of Abraham. Abraham, you've picked up the blessing of Abraham, and your kids will rise up and call you blessed. Your children will walk in the ways of the Lord. Yeah, they'll not, they'll not depart the blessing of the Lord that's been placed on you. Yeah, there's a, there's a generational blessing that comes on you. But you, you've got to make a decision. As for me, oh, I can't get there. i gotta, I got to read this. I'm going to jump ahead of myself. To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who appeared to him. Now, that's a, that's, we could preach. We'll just stop there. We could just preach right there. But I want to show you something. This is, where, where is Abram at? He's at Shechem in Canaan. Flip over in your Bibles to Joshua 24. I want to show you something in Joshua concerning this. Prove to you what I'm talking about. In case you thought I was lying to you. In Joshua 24, because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to give you truth, but just in case. Joshua 24, I hear the pages of the Bibles turning. I love it. Phones are good, but Bibles are better. If nothing else, they make your pastor feel better because you hear the pages turning. Someday they'll invent an app. Someday they'll invent an app that sounds like page turning. Somebody needs to do that. Preachers would pay good money for that. <laughs> Joshua 24. Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel. Where, where, where was Joshua? Yeah, so he's where? He's in the same place Abraham was. So let's read what he says. 
He called for the elders of Israel, for their heads, for their judges, for their officers, and they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham, the father Nahor, dwelt on the other side of the river in old times, and they served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from the other side of the river. I led him throughout all the land of Canaan and multiplied his descendants and gave him Isaac. To Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. To Esau I gave the mountains of Seir to possess. But Jacob, his children, went down to Egypt. Also I was sent Moses and Aaron. I plagued Egypt according to what I did among them. Afterward I brought you out. Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt. And you came to the sea. And the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. So they cried out to the Lord, and he put darkness between you and the Egyptians, brought the sea upon them and covered them, and your eyes saw what I did in Egypt. Then you dwelt in the wilderness a long time, and I brought you into the land of the Amorites who dwelt on the other side of the Jordan, and they fought with you. But I gave them into your hand that you might possess their land, and I destroyed them before you. Then Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose to make war against Israel, and sent and called Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you, but I would not listen to Balaam. Therefore, he continued to bless you. So I delivered you out of his hand. Then you went out, you went over the Jordan and came into Jericho, and the men of Jericho fought against you. Also, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, the Bugbites, but I delivered them into your hand. And I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out from before you. Also the two kings of the Amorites, but not with your sword or with your bow. I have given you a land for which you did not labor, and cities which you did not build, and you dwell in them. You eat of the vineyards and the olive groves which you did not plant. Now can I just pause for a moment there and say this is the blessing of the Lord that was told to Abraham. This was the blessing of the Lord that I will give you. I will bring you into a land, a new place. I will bless you. And here we find 500 years later, we find Joshua with all the people of Israel as they're in the land of Canaan talking about the blessing of the Lord and how God brought them into their promised land. Well, I don't know if God will really do it. And they grumbled and complained. You know, here you have, just, just pause with me. You have the Israelites who have left Egypt. They're wandering in the wilderness. And all they can see is what they don't have. And all the while, God is sitting there saying, you don't understand the plan that I'm working. All you see is right in front of your face. But if you will remember back the promise that I gave you. If you will remember back to the promise that I gave you, if you'll remember back, I said to get out so that I can bless you. If you'll just remember back, Israelites, to the blessing that I gave to Father Abraham, who had many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham. If you'll just remember back the blessing, I'm working out a bigger plan in your life than this wilderness journey. We get, we get lost in the wilderness, in the hard times. And they go, oh my God, when's this ever going to get over? We ever going to get through this? God, where are you? You left me. I'm hungry. <laughs> Feed me, Lord. 
And we miss the blessing that God, 500 years later, there they are in the promised land. Well, that would, that took a long time. It would have gone a lot quicker had they been a little bit more cooperative. I don't have time to get into all that. He says, I, I've given you a land you didn't labor for. You're eating of the vineyards. And verse 14 says, now therefore, fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. <laughs> fear the Lord. That's, got some, I'll, I won't even comment on what that was. <laughs> Go eat the jambalaya after service, you'll understand. Therefore, fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river in Egypt. Egypt. Serve the Lord. <laughs> Serve the Lord. <laughs> father Abraham. Verse 15, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me, Abraham, I'm blessing you. I am bringing you into a place of promise, generational blessing. I'm bringing you into a place where you can be a generational blessing. I'm bringing you into a place to break the bondage of what was, to, to step out of the limits of what was, out of the history, out of the identity, out of the brokenness of the past. And I'm bringing you into a place of blessing so that you can say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my family, there's a blessing that's coming upon you. When you begin to walk in the blessing of the Lord, it transfers generation to generation. He's bringing you into a new land. Say, he's brought me in to a new place. Yeah, he's brought me into a new place. He says, I'm going to make you a great nation. Genesis 12, he says, I'm going to make you a great nation. That word great means to be distinguished. It means to be set apart. In other words, your old identity, the limits of your old identity are being broken off of you, and I'm putting you into a new identity. I'm setting you apart. I'm distinguishing you among the nations. There's a glory that is on you. If you're born again today, the glory of the Lord is upon you. You ought to be walking as a child of God, as a king and priest unto the Lord. You ought to walk in the glory that God has placed upon you. Radiate, shine the light and love of God. God that's on you. You are distinguished above all others. That doesn't mean that we walk around arrogantly and proud. It means that we recognize that the king, that we're operating under our king. We are ambassadors of Christ and we carry an authority from him. We carry an anointing from him. We have been painted. We've been anointed with Holy Spirit oil and it distinguishes us from those around us. There's a joy that's upon your life. There's a peace that's on you. 
There's a goodness that's upon you. There's an anointing that has come upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you because He has anointed you. Why? To preach the good news. He's anointed you. To bind up the brokenhearted. He's anointed you to bring those who are in prison out of prison. There's an anointing on you that has distinguished you and set you apart. He set you apart. Jeremiah, he said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, I have ordained you. I have set you apart in Jeremiah 1.5. In Deuteronomy 14.2, it says, you have been set apart holy unto the Lord your God. 1 John 4.4 says, you have been set apart to God. There is a set apart. You have been sanctified, set apart, anointed by God for his purpose. That anointing, the oil, the anointing oil that has been placed upon you attracts the favor and the blessing of God. Your name, the Bible says, is like oil poured forth. Song of Solomon describes the fragrance of this oil, this anointing oil that comes upon us. There is an anointing oil that's oozing over the window seals of heaven today. If you'll just begin to step in, that oil will get all over you. Yeah, our God has anointed Jesus with the oil of joy, the oil of gladness. You and I can step into that oil of joy. Joy that attracts I smell something. So oil has a has a smell, has a fragrance. The myrrhs, the frankincense, the aloes, they're they're a very pungent smell. We love essential oils. We use the oils and I've got frankincense in my office. You smell it, it's very distinct fragrance. You put it in the diffuser, it fills the room, and you can smell the fragrance in the room. And and even in my office, if I run it in my office, you can smell it up and down the the halls by the offices. But even if I have my door shut, it's, it's distinct smell, and it's fragrant. That smell, the fragrant, why? Not, it's not your identity. It's not your name. It's not your name, it's the name Christ. It's the name Messiah, the anointed one, has poured upon you his anointing. He's pouring out on you that anointing that's attracting the favor and the blessing of God. You're distinguished, you're set apart. You're set apart. Tell your neighbor, say, you're set apart. You're set apart for the work of the Lord. Like the priests who were anointed and set apart for a purpose, you've been anointed and set apart for the work of the Lord. The the priests, when they were anointed, they would anoint their thumb, their ear, and their big toe as a sign. They would anoint their thumb for the work of their hand, their ears for the listening to the voice of the Lord, and their big toe for everywhere they would set their foot, God would give it to them. God's anointed you. He set you apart to hear his voice. He has set you apart and anointed you to set your hand to the work which God has called you to, and he's anointed your feet to walk, and everywhere you set your foot, he would give it to you. Do you walk into the place of your employment and say, God has given me this place. 
Oh, y'all just missed that. You, you just walk into your place of employment and, and say, God's given me this place. God has anointed me to create wealth, and he's placed me here to make sure this business gets wealth so that they can bless me and I can be a blessing to others. That's how it works. So I, I walk into my place of business and God give me this place. And so they're going to come under kingdom principles, not under worldly principles. When you walk into your city, do you walk, do you walk? Now is a great time to start walking, but, but you can walk, walk your neighborhood. God's given me this neighborhood. God put me in this neighborhood. I didn't just end up here because a realtor sold me this house. I didn't end up here because I looked in the, on the Craigslist for a place to rent. I ended up here because God put me here. I ended up in this home because God saw to it I was here. This is my neighborhood. So drug addicts, you got to go. You're going to get born again or you're going to leave. That's your option. Y'all think I'm crazy. I'm telling you the truth. You need to start walking. God's placed me where I'm at. I'm taking authority over the place where God's put me. Why? I'm distinguished. I've been anointed. I am the ambassador of Christ where he's put me. We would rather let every, well, we don't want to offend anybody. They're going to be offended no matter what you do. You've got a smell about you. You ever, you ever walked around somebody who just had an odor? Woo, that's offensive. Face it, friend, to some you're a stench. So stop worrying about whether or not you're going to offend them and begin to walk humbly under the mighty hand of God who's anointed you and you fulfill what God's called you to do. My goodness, I can't worry about who I offended yesterday or today. Get get in the line. I could write a book, friend. I could write a book of the people in the horror stories. I don't have time for that. I said I don't have time for that. I was driving down the road. This is still this has nothing to do with anything, just a story. But I'm driving down the road yesterday and Heather's driving in her car, a couple cars behind me, or there's a car between us, and I'm ahead of my car, and I'm just driving, and the lane was merging, and this guy's coming. I'm, I had a ton of room. He was going 20 and a 35, and I had plenty of space. hope this person's not here today. And, and I had plenty of space, and I thought, oh, I'll just merge right on over, speed up, get around him, and merge over. I had a ton of room, and I merge over, just normal, legal merging, nothing wrong or inappropriate. And I happened to look in my rearview mirror and I thought, oh, is he adjusting his sun visor? That's odd. <laughs> a second later, Heather calls me on the phone who's, she's driving behind this guy. She said, did you see that guy? I said, no. It looked like he was adjusting his sun visor. She said, he was flipping you off. She's like, I don't know why he got so upset. I don't either. Oh, well, get in line. <coughs> if my driving, if it's something that I do will offend you, I promise. We don't live there. We don't operate by, oh, my goodness, I don't want to offend anybody. We love people. We honor them. We respect them. We do our, our best to love them. 
But you cannot stay in a place of bondage to what everybody else thinks about you. I said you can't stay there. It's you got to get out. If you want to walk in the blessing of the Lord, you've got to be bold enough to say, God has given me this place. Every place that I set my foot, he has given it to me, and I am walking in the blessing of the Lord, whether you see it or not. The Canaanites were still in the land, and here goes Abraham walking through the land. And he's meeting God right in the middle of them. God speaking to him, giving him direction right in the middle of his future enemies. Right, what what does David say? In the midst of my enemies, you prepare a table, you anoint my head with oil. Right in the middle of my enemies, I'm pulling up to the table of the Lord. I'm feasting on the goodness of God, and his anointing oil is still pouring over me. He still called me. He still has chosen me. He still has set me apart for his plans and his purposes. Yeah, he'll make you a great name. He'll distinguish you great nation and he'll give you a great name he says I'll make your name great that word there the name great in the Hebrew it actually means that I will advance your reputation I'll advance your reputation Abraham remember when you were camping out in Ur and I told you to get out I told you to get out of your your father's house I told you to leave your status behind. I told you to leave the socioeconomic limitations, the the background, the education, the resource, all that stuff. I told you to leave it behind. The reason you got to leave it behind, Abraham, is because I'm going to advance your reputation. It's not going to be on your earthly daddy's name. It's going to be on my name. No longer are you going to operate according to your earthly fatherhood name. You are taking up the name of God. I'm advancing your name. I'm advancing your reputation. Your reputation is not based on who you used to be. Your reputation is not based on the old story. You bear the name of Christ. You've taken on the reputation of Christ. So when they look at you and they say, something's different about you. Something looks different about you. You, you, you. you don't talk the same way you used to talk. You used to sound worse than a sailor, but you don't sound that way anymore. You don't, you don't act the same way. You don't have the same attitude you used to have. You don't, you don't do the same things you used to do. It's because I've taken on a new reputation. I've taken on a new name. He's making all things new in my life. I'm, I'm not camping out in the old land. I've left that land. I've gotten out of, 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 the, of my father's house. I've gotten out of my family's home. I've gotten out of the old territory, the old land, the old limitations. I've left all of that. I've got out of that, and I'm walking in a new place. 
I'm walking in a new place. I've got a new name. I've got a new reputation. I've got a new land. It's all new. He's making all things new. Zechariah 2.5 says, And I myself will be a wall of fire around her, declares the Lord. And I, everybody say I, I will be its glory. God will be the glory within. God is a fire all around you. He's protecting you. He's advancing you. He's saving you. He's glorifying you. He's justifying you. He's changing and transforming you. And he is the glory that's on the inside of you. So I don't don't walk according to the old way. I'm walking according to a new, I'm in a new land. I'm in a new way of thinking. I'm in a new way of operating. I'm operating under under new principles. I'm, I'm operating under new management. Eventually, God changes Abram's name. He changes him from exalted father to the father of many nations. His name, when God changed his name, he said, I've made a new covenant with you. And the promise that I've made with you, I'm bringing it to pass. You are going to be the father of many nations. What looks impossible, what looks like can't happen, I'll work and do in your life. Yeah, you may have heard the voice of the Lord today speak to you. And he's telling you to get out. He's telling you to walk in. He's telling you about the blessing he's going to bestow upon your life. And you're sitting there thinking, God, I don't know how that's possible. Just get out and walk. Get out and just begin to walk and watch the blessing of the Lord. And why? Why does the Lord bless you? He delights in blessing you, but more than that, he says, I will bless you, Abram. I will bless you to what? To be a blessing. And in you, everybody say in you. In you, verse 3 says, and in you all the families, or in your seed, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Since Adam, the land had been cursed. In Noah, mankind was judged. And now God had placed a blessing upon someone who would walk in faith. You had the land being cursed with Adam. Noah, God brought judgment. And now God is with Abraham and say, I am going to bless you to be a blessing. In this land, in this place where I have positioned you, there is coming a blessing. God made a blessing in Abraham's seed. God would bless the earth with the revelation of Christ. In Abraham was this blessing. It was a blessing laid up as a treasure that was hidden in the field that in due time it would be seen. In due time, God would bring to pass the revelation of this this treasure that was hidden in this field, in this land. Here we find Abraham. He's hearing from from the Lord in Shechem and Canaan. And he's walking the land. He's setting up altars. And God's speaking to him about his blessing. But little did Abraham realize that the blessing that God was speaking about, you will be a blessing to the nations. I have placed, God saying as it were, in this field where you have established an altar, where you have made an altar to me, in this land I will raise up a greater treasure, and his name is Christ. Out of your seed, out of your lineage, the nations of the earth will be blessed. It is the person of Christ, the redemption of mankind. Abraham, I'm making you a promise, and it's a generational blessing, but it's more than just a family thing. 
You see, I'm blessing you that out of your lineage, the proclamation of redemption will go forth. Out of... See, see, well, what does that mean for me? As a believer, there's a, there's a proclamation that's on the inside of you. There's a treasure that's hidden in a field on the inside of you that needs to be revealed. There's a declaration that needs to be made about the redemption plan of Jesus Christ. <coughs> well, you missed a chance to shout. Oh, brother, let me come down here. Maybe this will help you. Inside of you, inside of you, say inside of me, there's a treasure. Oh, you didn't have to say that, but that's good. There is a treasure, and his name is Christ. There is a treasure, and his name is Christ. I said there is a treasure, and his name is Christ. Like Abraham, he had to begin to be a blessing. He had to get busy to be a blessing. Now, I don't mean to be crude in this, but let me give you a bigger. If he wanted to have children, he had to get about his father's business. Do you all follow me? Do I need to, do we need to have an education lesson? You're good, okay. If he wanted, if he wanted to have children, he had to do something. If he was going to be the father of many nations, he had to do something. It had to start, it may have been one, but he had to have one. If you want to begin to have Spiritual children, if you want the blessing of the Lord, the promise of God concerning you to come to pass, you got to get busy. You got to stop sitting back wishing that it would happen. Maybe someday we might have children. We might, we might, this might happen. And you got to begin to do what God's called you to do. You got to begin to live it out. You got to begin to walk in it and see the blessing. You got to open up your mouth. You got to begin to open up your mouth and sow the word of the Lord. You got to begin to speak the word of God. You got to begin to speak the blessing of the Lord. Abraham, yes, Lord, get out. <coughs> Where am I going? I'm going to make you a blessing. How am I going to get there? And you'll be a blessing to others. Get out. What is the Lord speaking to you today concerning your promise? What promises in your life are sitting stagnant because you've refused to get out? What is the Lord challenging you today? Where do you need to begin to walk out the blessing of the Lord in your life? Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so wonderful.